Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Glenn Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. We're back for another episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. And if you are following us, make sure you subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod and like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. That's right. We're tubing it. Yep. So today we've got a special guest. Her name is Janelle Hoyland. She's a soul pathway healer, psychics, and spiritual leader. She's a best-selling author of Chocolate and Diamonds for a Woman's Soul. She's the co-host of Spiritual Happy Hour Weekly Radio Show, and Janelle's mission is to teach you how to play with the universe, love yourself, and to connect you with your soul path of joy and abundance. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Janelle. Hi, it's so good to be with you guys. I'm yeah. so excited about working at what we're going to share today. Yes, we are too. It's been way overdue, and... Um... You know, I, I met, I was introduced to you through a gentleman named John that, that I'm friends with, we're both, we're both friends with, and that, uh, you know, from the Hay House and group, and it's just so nice to have you on here with us, because what we're trying to do, Janelle, is, and we're learning, John and I, as we go through this process, of really how to connect with the universe, you know, kind of just go with the flow and make it work, you know, make it work for us and not against us and be able to teach that in a way where maybe people can't dive in this, you know, full time, but they hear about it. They're intrigued about it. and just don't know maybe where to start. And I think before we can kind of get into it, though, I'd like to find out a little about, you know, how you discovered your spiritual and healing gifts. How did how did this come about? Well, it's an amazing story. So um, when I was three years old, I was kidnapped um, for four and a half years of my life. And yes. (laughs) Whoa is right. Okay. Yeah. During that time is where I heard um, how to take care of myself. And yeah, so that direct guidance literally came in at that time. So you heard a voice. Life. You heard a voice. Yes. Yes. What do you what do you attribute that voice to or what is that voice to you? When Well, it's a combination of two things. It's really interesting because I'm a feeling-based person and so one would feel like this uh really large presence that was connected to the universe. Uh if you went with like 
the supreme lightning or God, whatever title you want to put on that, it would feel like that to me. And then in addition to that, I would hear a different set of guidance that I would attribute to feeling um, like angels, peaceful, um, protected uh, in that sense. So there was two different um, dialogues happening for me. And um, that's what built up, built up my trust uh, with hearing guidance outside of me. Um, and also, you know, I didn't, I've never known anything different. I only know it that way. <laughs> so I, I, um, I have to start. I'm, well, keep going. I'm just, I have, I mean, I have already a dozen questions regarding this. <laughs> I know you do. I'm just going to yeah, let it go so, though. Hopefully it'll get answered. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. So my, my whole, um, education was not in understanding the universe and guidance. My understanding was to be able to navigate and work through personal relationships. Now, is that was that your training, or was that this is still the gift you're talking about? No, this is like my my so so my education here. Okay. As as a soul, if you would, mm-hmm. was not to understand the other. You know, most people are trying to understand their, their spiritual connection. <laughs> I didn't have that. That part I had down. That's easy for me. Got it. Okay. So it's perfect that I'm that we're coming together, you know, so that because my whole thing is to teach people how to really work spirituality into their life as a conversation. Hmm. Okay. A partnership. Yeah. It's kind of like aligned what we're kind of teaching here, just in a maybe a different way. Yes. Way, yes. Know. Yes. So go ahead and ask me your question. Okay. So, <laughs> so you were kidnapped, you kidnapped at three for four and a half years. Did, did you know, did, was this like, did you know the kidnapper? Was this like a family thing or was this like just out of the blue? No. Yes. It was my father. Okay. And, uh, we were, uh, you know, it was my sister and I, um, who I was also in charge of taking care of and she was an infant. Um, and we were largely neglected, you know, so that's why I said, you know, I was taught how to take care of myself, you know, uh, when to drink, when to eat, you know, um, how to basically survive. Okay. Okay. So. Now, at the time, did you know that you were kidnapped or was it just you were just living your life and living with your dad at the time? No, I knew. Oh, you knew? I knew. At such a young age, three. Yes. Wow. Yes. I've always had a really um, extensive understanding of situations that would be outside of my chronological understanding, uh, you know, from that age. Okay. So at a very young age, you were kidnapped, and then you discovered that you had this higher understanding of things, especially for the age that you were at. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then... This was for four years. How? What happened that kind of broke you away from your father or got you out of that situation? Well, yeah, eventually the law caught up with him, and um, he was, you know, arrested, and we were returned to my mom. And um, from then, you know, it just moved forward from there. Um, but uh, I never, that guidance never left. It, you know, from from three on, it has 
you know, always been literally, you know, voice that I hear constantly. Yep. Well, this, this is, this is trying to think where to go with this. I mean, there's a belief I, well, I believe that we all have to tap into that voice and it happens to us when we're very young, but this is very, you know, and we just, we, we either dismiss it, ignore it, become scared of it, thinking if we talk about it with somebody, we might be crazy. And that happens probably to a lot of us, including myself. But for you to have that understanding at three and to continue to hear that voice, I mean, is truly amazing because that voice, if in the way I'm still educating myself on it, and for me it's God in a non-denominational way, in, in universe, all in being one, but the voice kind of just works in like taking one, uh, at least uh, correct me if I'm wrong or right, but it, it kind of just takes you one step at a time where, yes. you know, it's like, just do this. And then, but you know, your other self is saying, no, I want more. What's going to be the outcome, but that's not the way it works. It's, it's like, do this and then just trust. And then, right. you know, and I guess that's what I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of going through with John. John is, you know, I'm so fortunate to have John by my side that when we said we got to do this podcast, we just said, we'll do it and see what happens. And this is just one of the few things we're doing based on what this voice is saying. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's why I said, you know, for me, I was taught to automatically trust Mm. that. And so that's my go-to. I don't care about the outcome. I don't care what it looks like to other people. Right. Because, well, I mean, now since three, I mean, it's obviously working out right for you, but the (laughs) voice, the voice, I mean, if you just trust the voice, everything's going to be taken care of. Is that, is that right? If you could just, yes, yes. The voice wants you to have this abundant, loving, joyful life. And it's trying, and it's trying to direct us, but we kind of, I, I'll just use myself as example. I keep just shooting myself in the foot. (laughs) Well, that is, yeah, that is, you know, largely what most people do. And I do believe that God, you know, God, the universe, whatever created us to have that inner knowingness and voice, you know, kind of govern our lives. But we do let life um, and other people's opinions kind of distort that or control that. And we you know, end up subduing it a lot. And then we come back to it as our guide. Okay. So if, so take us through, I mean, I guess the chronological order is obviously a little girl, then a teenager, then a high schooler, or, or what? I'm not sure the, you know, your, the, the education, but you're listening to this voice and what, I guess at what point when you, in your lifetime, or you said, I could start using this to help people. Or I'm going to start working with people. When did that all happen? Or Right. So when I was younger, um, all the way through, you know, kind of up until teenage years, I had just really um, amazing experiences with the universe and kind of how everything works. And um, I had a lot of, um, you know, past lifetime dreams and revealing myself and, um it just continued to grow. And I 
didn't really have a go-to guide for what that was. You know, I would go to my mom and say, hey, um, so I had this dream and I think it was in the 1800s and whatever. And she'd say, oh, that's so nice, honey. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And And 99 Um, out of 100 people would say that to you. Yes, exactly. But I, I would always go inward okay. for my answers. Mm. Um, just it's just always that way for me. So I would at, at about fifteen is when I started asking, you know, what is this? Because that's the point where I noticed I was different. There was something different about my understanding about the world, about people. Um, about who who people are, um, what what we're you know kind of getting glimpses into the nature of relationships with people, and um, you know really big spiritual concepts. So um, I got married at a young age, and um, when I got married, um, I was 21, 22, so pretty young. And um, that's when I started asking the question, what do you want me to do with this? Teach me, teach me, show me, I understand it's for something, please educate me. And in in your terms and in your language, is that universe, is that God, it's all above, it's everything, it's the spiritual world? It's everything, yes, yes. And um, that's when I started getting, <laughs> you know, this is for other people. It's not just for you. You know, um, you, you need to, um, you know, go and speak with people, go heal people. And I said, okay, that's great. What is that? What is that? What does that mean? And um, I'm constantly that way with, with the universe or God. I, I am not afraid to say, I don't get that. You need to explain it. Mm. And do you get an answer? Or they, they, Absolutely. Every time. Maybe not in my time. <laughs> okay. But in their time, yes. Okay. I always get an answer. Always. Um, and then they begin to show me what that looks like for people um, through me. And um, from then on has just, um, as, as in the past, you know, when I was younger, I've continued to become more and more and more connected. So I don't, even though there's labels on who I am, you know, spiritually, I try to leave that really free and open, um, to let that evolve and grow. I have a question because it sounds like you have It doesn't sound like you have a lot of resolve and belief in in your understanding and what you're hearing. For those people like me out there, sometimes sometimes I can feel something that I I feel adamant about, but I can throw. There's kind of what I hear, and then there's what I think. I guess is the best way to explain it. And my brain sometimes throws other things in the way, and questions and is critical about what it is that I'm actually either hearing, feeling, or thinking, how 
how did you fine tune or what was it that made it so, I guess, strong in you that there's no question that you're getting answers to, to what you're putting out in the universe? Because that's the survival piece in me. Mm. You know, um, when you're in a survival situation like that and you have nothing else to, um, and I understand that it, that doesn't happen to everyone in a survival situation. So I do consider that part of, you know, my soul's journey here. Mm -hmm. Um, but to have that come in at such a young age and begin my trust with that has, that has been what has taught me, you know, to really trust and know that no matter what is occurring, that in, in really survival situation, that that is what is going to move me to the other side. That it has my back, no matter what, no question about it. Got it. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I think we've used this term on uh, on the show before. You you know, the universe has my back or God has my back. If Mm -hmm. we just have that trust and John's going to laugh because I, I always use this. You're not it, bringing up poop dreams. I'm, bring, I'm bringing, bringing up, up poop dreams. I'm bringing up poop dreams again, because <laughs> what part of this show, Janelle, is I, 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 and I'm writing the book on this, and we talk about it on the show is, you know, I remember hearing this voice very distinctly at the age of twelve, and I've been hearing the voice along the way, and I've ignored the voice, and you know, thinking I might be crazy or whatever, but through circumstances of my life is that I've, I feel like what you're saying is I feel like right now I'm in survival mode, but voice is the only choice for me in order, in order to move forward. And the stuff, the stuff that we're doing is unconventional. Uh, And this is the stuff I've mentioned on the, on the the show that I, I have three girls I need to take care of. And, but the power of this voice is just saying, do this, do this, do this. And I'm, and all I'm doing is, is just following it. And that's why we're trying to educate mainstream as way. Cause I, I feel like I've been a mainstream person throughout my life, you know, following would say the rules of what you're supposed to do. And, um, that's worked to some degree, but to some degree for my soul has been yearning for more. And yes, it's like, yes. I just started a 200, 200 hour or two, I'm sorry, 200 hour intensive yoga training over the next 30 days. And people are like, Oh, why do you want to do it? You want to be a yoga teacher? And I say, I have no idea, but the voice said, you got to do that training <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. And today was the first day. I enjoyed it. I'm here with my brother, John doing a podcast, being with you and loving it. And that's, I guess what keeps the survival mode going is, you know, it feels right. It's unorthodox. And, but at some point for your own inner being, you really, it's the only choice. It's the, it o- is. it's the only choice. It is. And so I feel like what's great is having you on this show and, and just kind of learning and about this and evolving. How can someone, I mean, 
maybe this is part of, 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 of your work, but how can someone tap into that voice or really distinct or kind of like John was talking about, like anybody that's listening to us, they maybe think, what is this voice? What are these people talking about? A voice, a voice, a voice, a voice. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but, but at the same time, maybe intrigued and just be like, you know, especially for guys, just tell me what to do and I'll follow the steps. Is there a right. simple step guidebook to hearing the voice? Mm-hmm. Is there, is there, a, how does one hear yeah, this where's voice? The, I, there, I need the voice for dumbness how book. how to, yeah. Yes, so it's really interesting because when you were talking about, you know, them leading you to do the yoga, um, one of the things, you know, that we go to, like in, in your case is like, well, what purpose is that going to serve? You know, where is it going? You know, what am I going to become a yogi teacher? Probably not. Maybe they just want you to learn how to flow better. Mm. You know, and it's it's not about it's it's not about where it's going. And so, when when I say you know listening to that inner voice, you know it's it really is. You know, a lot of people think you've got to you know, zen out or meditate, you know, for long periods of time to hear. And really, like I said, we're all created with that inner hearing and knowing. Um, And oftentimes what I find is that we choose to let it go about 12 or 13, and then we come back to it. It's a really interesting uh, scientific sort of thing that happens. And what begins to take over is how you look like in the world instead of being free. Mm -hmm. So how you ask, how you go in and ask that or begin to listen is it's almost like not responding to circumstances automatically. So like slow, it's like slow down your, um, reaction mm. because that's when that, that you can begin to hear or some people are feeling and some people are hearing right and some people are a combination of both but I find for men it's really great that you you know are discussing that piece with me because you are raised to not express your feelings to not ex- to not um to be very chronological, to be very um, mindset oriented, you know, and intuition and that guidance coming in is very much contradictory to that because it is feeling based. So it's almost like you have to undo all of that, what I call programming in order to get to that. So it's like you have to choose contradictory to what your parents and life has taught you as a man. Right. That's hard to do. (laughs) I've been working on it. It's hard to do. It's very difficult. Yes. And so when, when you, you know, when you can like, it's like slowing down. um, And the guidance doesn't always come in hearing, you know, sometimes it's in, um, having a conversation with someone or a TV commercial, they, you know, they use everything that is movable in this world, the concrete world, to bring us what we need to get. It's, it's being an observation 
more than it is in, um, I don't want to say action because it is action too. You have to take action, but it's, it's like a slowing down to be observant and be present. Yes. Well, you might want to, you might say mindful. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I think there's a lot of confusion about that. You're just going to automatically start hearing. <laughs> right. You know, they, they give you small introductions so that your body can begin to adjust physically to moving in a different way. Got it. So one of the things, you know, one of the topics we talked about on a previous episode was this idea and concept of time. You know, we're always saying, all right, how long is it going to take? Or when am I going to start this? Or when's this going to happen? So it sounds like one of the things that you're saying is that we just, you have to let it happen. And it's going to happen yeah. whenever. And you can't predict, you can't say it, you can't be looking for it. You just, it happens. You got to trust it. Yes. Whenever yes, it comes. It happens irregardless of um, where, what time you want it in. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I always say the soul never rests until it's, until it's heard. And I think, you know, I think we've used this phrase and, and then this word is now becoming more and more ingrained into me and not just in my soul and my heart but in everywhere is 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 having that sense of purpose but also what that kind of falls in line with is just serving is just putting yourself out there how can i serve for the highest mm -hmm. good and by doing that you're really serving for your own highest good completely completely because um, your, whether your conscious mind gets that your soul has a, you know, purpose, agenda, what have you, it's going to always move you towards that. Um, and, and the whole, the whole goal, um, in your, in your soul's purpose is to consciously evolve and to keep growing and to keep learning. And so there's no end you know, there's no end marker where you go like, oh, my gosh, I got it. Like, it. it's right. so fantastic. <laughs> right. You well, know, it's the goal to always learn. Right. And I think that's, that's for me, that that seems to be the hardest part is to just just to keep on going and constantly have that belief and faith that you're going in the right direction because we're always looking – I guess I am for validation that I'm doing the right thing. And like I said, sometimes that looking for that validation from somebody else, I'm from using, somebody yeah, else or, or like or, or, you know, or anybody. anybody, just somebody says, Oh, you're doing that. Or that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, it, I agree. It's, it's hard. Yes. Yes, we do. We, you know, and, and that's part of, you know, the ego part of us that really needs to know like, Hey, I'm good. I got this, you know, um, and that's okay to have. It's okay to have people that you can, you know, share with that uh, support you in your in your expression here, whatever that expression is. And um, it, it's really important to have that support, you know. Um, 
in a physical form other than just, you know, the intangible thing, you know, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. After all, you know, really we are very relationship oriented as beings, you know, so we, we need that, you know, so it's, it, it's important to have that, you know, for your motivation moving forward. So that's totally fine. Um, but, uh, you know, there are, the thing in that is to not let it override you so that you're constantly looking outward for it, but it's that it's more of a a uh, cohesive support system for you. Got it. Now it seems like one of the other things that I that confuses me at times is this idea. You know, how do I know? How can I separate the voice from the validation? <laughs> You know, where, oh, that was a sign. Oh, I think that was it. I saw, I think this was, this circumstance that just happened to me that had to be the universe speaking to me. Sometimes I get confused. Is that really the universe speaking to me? Or is that just my mind saying you're looking for, is, is doing some self-fulfilling prophecy of validating itself? Well, it's so interesting because, you know, I explain things a lot in, in feeling. So... There's a clear difference for me in feeling my mind and my mind, you know, needing validation and validation from the universe. Mm. And I'll explain it really simply. So one with the mind feels what I call um, solid but staticky. So it's it's very um, controlled feeling. Um, when you when you feel it, it feels very solid, but there's no movement in it. Mm. And when I connect with what validation is from the universe, it expands me. I can breathe in that space, and I feel a center of peace. Got it. That's interesting. So, you're... You know, part of your background is your soul pathway healer and the psychic. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are those? Are those aligned? What are they separate? What is? I, what? Yeah, it's really interesting. So, being psychic is you know like the, um, you know I I know <laughs> I know what my kids are doing and uh, what they're you know uh, what they're going to be doing tomorrow. Or uh, that the person, you know, that I'm, I may hear that the person that I'm going to talk to is related to this particular issue in my life. Um, But psychic does not mean predicting the future. And there's a little bit of confusion with that. Um, Because the future is really a moving target, and it really is largely based on your decisions in the moment. So. I'm glad you said that, because that gives, you know, each individual back to power yes by knowing that yes yes and you know really we're not meant to kind of focus on that end result anyway and so in my work the psychic part of me is like i know what your personality is i can tell you that you like soup better than salad you know um those are the psychic part of me um But the soul pathway healer part of me is the ability to look at your soul's history, past lifetime, 
Um, where has your family played a part in your journey? Um, what cultural issues do you have in your soul's history? What is your soul here to learn? And what hang-ups or what lessons have you put in your place in order to learn those things for your soul to evolve? So it's really giving what Chris and I have talked about in the past is just to get information Yes. to help you along the way. Yes, and there's the underside of it is that there's a tremendous amount of vibrational energy that comes through in my words and um, in in my presence with people. Um, and so that is the part that I can't give words to, right? <laughs> but right. it's automatically, you can feel it. It's just moving and uh, bringing into alignment certain things, and that's just constantly. So even in when it's targeted on your soul, um, it's like going into sacred space. Um, it, it It's just a complete state of love. Mm-hmm. I'm glad John mentioned that because that's, you know, one of the things we've mentioned on the show is for us to go down this path of evolution or, self personal development spiritual growth whatever you whatever one may call it is you need you need people to help you teachers along the way we we like calling it building your team and it can be a yogi it can be a meditator and it could be a healer in my own life i and i've referenced to the show how i got really exposed to this is 12 years ago i was going for i thought i was going to get a massage but i ran into a body worker who let alone then became an energy worker and a very dear friend in the holistic space. And not only has worked on me and all three of my children from the youngest one at four months. And that opened the doors and, and there was a lot of healing process along the way. And that's what I love about your, how you put yourself as soul pathway healer, because I think in order to get to this place that we're talking about this, we all have this, voice that's talking to us but to get to his place where we can serve or feel i don't know if confidence the the right word or just you have this undeniable trust let's say or faith or whatever it is you have to go through some sort of healing process and i think each one of us has to i don't know i'm just going to throw this back to you janelle is i think we all are healing is that is that right in some sort of way that need to go through this healing process yes Um, yeah, because we're, you know, as a soul, when, when, you know, the larger concept is, is that you, you have certain lessons that your soul just came in to learn and that, yeah, it does require some healing, both in the body, the consciousness, the mind, you know, and so my whole understanding is that, you know, not that you're looking for a guru, but that that guru or that spiritual teacher leads you to trust completely in your own um, worth, your own inner knowledge, inner knowledge. Got it. So how did you start your practice, I guess? Did you say, did, how did it come about? Where you <laughs> so started working so, with people. Right. So uh, it began with my family at first. Um, 
and then it led to me working directly with people outside of my family. And in the beginning, I totally did everything in trade, which is so interesting. Okay. Um, I would trade for um, food, flowers, paintings, oils. Oh. It, I didn't, you know, as long as it was an energy exchange, that's what I did. Okay. Well, hey, the barter and, system goes back forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, to step in it, I mean, one thing that I learned on my path regarding money, you know, is, is really, if you break it down simple, is just a medium of exchange. It is. It and, is. And if you can break, and that's what I think is, is, is something that I've taken years to understand, you know, when you break it down that simple, you know, it really, you really can have a great relationship with it. Oh yeah, I have a fantastic relationship with money. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's no, it's fantastic. Right. Um, so I really didn't, you know, it wasn't wasn't the issue about me receiving. That was not the issue. Okay. What the issue was is that I really needed to understand how I worked with people. So in order to do that, what I needed to do was take out the issue of money, so that right. I could learn what it is that I do. Right. Right. Which is always difficult. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, it wasn't the value of the work at all. It was just so I could understand, you know, different components of the soul and the body and how people are, you know, wired differently and, and, you know, genetically and all that kind of stuff. And, and really hone in my skills. And so probably, I think I did that for the first two years. And then it was like, the you know, my team said, that's enough. I call it my team. Uh, you know, that's enough. You're done. Mm-hmm. And so then I began to, and my next question was to them, okay, if I'm done with that, then what am I supposed to charge for my services? Got it. Got it. So did you, so, so let me ask you, did you, so was that, was, was your decision to learn about how you work with people, regardless of, of making the money, was that a conscious decision or was that the voice speaking to you or a combination? It was a combination of, yeah, both things. I could feel that. You know, there was something, you know, where um, people needed to really have the experience, and I have the experience of serving people that way mm-hmm. um, without having that, you know, peace in the middle, you know. Um, and really, in that time, um, and, and really up until now, uh, I've worked word of mouth all over. Um, and last well, about six months ago is when they said to me, okay, now now you can begin to be more public. Ah, uh-huh, got it. So this is just recent, you, you're being more yes. public. Wow. Yes, uh, because they wanted me to have a privacy, hmm. which is really interesting to me. Hmm. Really interesting. Um, and so, um yeah, trusting that. So again, trusting that. <laughs> right. I said, okay, um, show me what that looks like. Teach me. Gotcha. This is interesting because I'm just going to, I mean, I find this very interesting because 
I, I see some similarities here and I'm glad we're having this conversation about the voice and I'm just going to throw this out there because mine is kind of like the opposite <laughs> in a way. Yes. And I'm laughing because it's like, oh no, you're Chris, we want, you're going to go ahead and write this book. You're going to do a website with blog and you're going to go to podcast. You're going to talk all about this stuff and you're going to go public. And yet I'm, I'm not working with anybody <laughs> like one on like one-on-one -on -one or with anything. And it's just saying, nope, get out there and do it. And I'm saying, well, how can I, you know, I love what I'm doing and I feel like I'm serving, but I don't know what direction it's going to keep going. And I'm hearing, don't worry. Next, you're going to take this yoga practice and you're going to do that. And, and, and that's all we're, that's all I'm going on is this faith and this voice and this trust. And I'm having fun doing it, but it's that... He's scared. It, it, He's getting yeah, scared. <laughs> and we bring it up, but it's also scary at the same point. Because you don't just don't know where it's going to go, but I guess that's what makes it magical at the same time. Yes, yes, completely. And it's so funny because you're talking about you doing a radio show because I met uh, in 2007. Um, I was in Hawaii, and I was at uh, like a spiritual thing, and I met the girlfriend that I do the radio show with now there. And um, she was living in Japan at the time. And probably five years later, I picked up the phone and I said, hey, you need to do a radio show with me. And <laughs> she said, yeah, um, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> that's, I'm laughing right. because that's what Chris did to me. Right. <laughs> he, he called me out of nowhere and said, we're, kid, we're doing a radio show. I said, who does radio <laughs> shows? How are we going to do a radio show? <laughs> Yes, yes. And so that's how that transpired. Um, but what happened was she began, through me and through our relationship, began to trust and listen to her guidance and develop her intuition. And I began to learn to rely on support from people. Interesting. Johnny, you're my support system, kid. I've already told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yes so it yes it's a direct what, what i'm seeing is it's a direct mirror for what you guys are doing mm -hmm. interesting so your your radio partner what does what was she doing at the time and what is she doing now uh, she's a mom of two in jersey like so typical suburban mom um it's very hilarious um, <laughs> <laughs> and but we know we have a lot of fun together and um that comes through in the show and uh, that's why we call it Spiritual Happy Hour. Great. Because, you know, it's it's really, you know, I believe that, and I know that the universe is really, you know, really wanting to create fun and just an amazing journey for you. And, um, you know, when you can take yourself a little less seriously, you know, you can begin to open up to those other things that are more fun and playful and abundant, you know, and, um you know, it's what I call the magic of the universe, you know, um, those when you're freer a little bit, you know, and less serious, um, magical things can show up. They really do. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, the difficult thing in our society is to accept that we should be having fun. We're always thinking, hey, I have responsibilities. I got to do this. I've got, you know, mm -hmm. th there's a heavy weight that we carry as as a culture and to open yes. ourselves up 
and to say, okay, I'm just going to let things be and not, not necessarily worry, but observe like you've talked about and understand what's being told to me. It's, it's not, it's not normal. Right. You know, there was, there was something I read today and it's on this topic and I'm probably not going to remember, I mean, say verbatim, but, um, a student was studying under his teacher and the teacher said to the student, I want you to sit by the stream and close your eyes and then come back to me when you've learned the lesson. And he's sitting by the stream and he's meditating and his eyes are closed and he can hear the water and, you know, all the outdoor nature sound. And then a monkey comes, a little monkey, and starts playing for joy in the stream. And the student goes to the teacher and says, right when he's about to open his mouth, he's like, he didn't, he realized he'd missed the fun. He was supposed to jump in the stream Mm. and have fun. And that was the lesson. And that's what the teacher was trying to teach him to your point. Yes. And and those are the magical moments that we're talking Mm -hmm. about when you're supposed, you know, when we're supposed to be doing this, right. Or what our culture says we should be doing, or then this, this opening happens where I, I call them tests of just, you know, your own spiritual growth, but we have those tests to just let it go and have fun and just let it go. Yes, completely. And, and, you know, a lot of people ask me like, you know, what is my meditation process or how, how do I, you know, how do I become clear? And I'm very honest. It's through play. Mm. Interesting. Through play. It's that's where I'm the most connected when I'm laughing, holding my stomach, um, coloring with the kids, um, outside in nature just totally let go of anything that i've labeled myself to be Mm. got it well that makes sense because like we were talking about earlier when you are a child you 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 are the most free right yes 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 and it's to you know i think john and i did this exercise on the show once and you know, I think it's going to be an exercise in, in in the book that, you know, in the process of, of getting published. But it's right down that time when you were, it was most likely a child between 9 or 12, could it be younger, but whenever you felt most free. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that. And, that, and that's, that's it. And that's it. And I think, you know, throughout my life, what I'm just realizing is why and this is maybe for entrepreneurs out there is the entrepreneur that that's a label, right? But it was to go that route just to be free, (laughs) just to, (laughs) you know, it's just to, I mean, that's it. The ultimate, the ultimate, I think what we all want is just to feel free or, you know, liberated is another word, you know, free from is freedom. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, and we create, unconsciously, subconsciously, whatever, sometimes for some of us, and I'll use me as examples, we create our own prison sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we Very get, se- and we Very get true. sent away for a little bit and we have to learn the lessons away to, to get to that place of freedom. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. 
And I, I do, you know, my being married for 21 years, you know, I, I, I say that, um, you know, one of the things that my husband has, you know, walked through is just that going after his, his dreams and going into entrepreneurship and creating and creating and creating. And I always give him the freedom to create. Mm-hmm. 100%. His thing is, like everybody's, well, where's the money? How's the money going right, to come in? Right. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll show up. <laughs> right. Right. That's some faith there. That's some faith. Well, that's why you're still married 21 years. I mean. Yes, exactly. You no, know, it's just, you know, and I, I've examined this and, you know, you learn through your own childhood as I grew up. Uh, with my parents got divorced and I went through my own after 17 years of marriage, but you need to have the, I, I think I've learned the three prong approach is you need to each validate their own paths and the path togetherness. And, yeah. and that all need those all has to be aligned. Um, you know, in, in order to make growth, meaning that you and your husband are, are obviously, helping each other grow as well. Yeah. And I think, so. yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's completely comfortable with, um, the business side of things. And, you know, he, he's got gifts that I don't possess. You know, he, he reminds me to disconnect and have fun and play and be spontaneous where I can be very serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard. So I think it it's hard to be spontaneous. Yep. It's very difficult as an adult yeah. <laughs> to just go on and I'm doing it right now. Yep, whatever it may be. Yeah, so, and I think also, you know, for me, the important thing in in our relationship is I don't try to heal him. Ah, uh, mm. yeah, right. That's I always... don't try to work on him. I don't try to heal him. I let him evolve at his own rhythm. Right. Right, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. And it is because you can may you can maybe um, what's the word I want to say mistaken that for loving somebody, right? Is trying to help them heal. Yeah. But you're yes. you're, you're shooting each other both in the foot by doing that. <laughs> yes, you're taking their power away. Right. By letting them just go their own path. Yeah, and that's really important for men. You know, is that they feel powerful in a world that is always competing. Right. Right. Janelle, I have a question. I was, when I was going through the website, um, your site, I saw that you have a focus and you like to work with children. Yes. And my question is, you know, I'm, I've, I have two children ages four and two. And my question is, how do you balance um, as a parent, giving them the freedom and the liberty to express themselves while at the same time, you know, protecting them and teaching them discipline so they're not acting crazy all the time and to know how to react in appropriate situations. Yes. Um, it's, I'm so glad that you asked me that because I do parent in a very different way. Um, my understanding is that they're here to teach us just as much as we're here to teach them. And I have a great respect for them, both in a physical way and on a soul level. 
they're choosing me and I'm choosing them. But I teach my kids to be responsible for their energy and how they're being with other people. Are you responsible for how you're being in the world? Mm. So I take that on a smaller scale. So let's say they're playing with another kid and um, the other kid may be, you know, pushing them around or, you know, not being behaving well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a little boy and I have two girls. So it's different for boys than it is for girls, right? right. And, um, you know, I asked my son, I said, well, um, did you did you speak to them? Did you speak to him? And he said, well, yes. And I said, well, did you tell him that, you know, you didn't like that? It didn't feel good. And he said, yeah. He said, but, I, you know, I probably could have done better. He's five. Mm-hmm. That's and he's very intuitive, so yeah. I know that part of it, you know. But but I do teach them to be um, responsible for how they affect their environment, but yeah. also how they affect people. I, I love the way you explain that, because I think that's a great way to look at it. And thank you f- for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both yeah, parents. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Especially now, now I can, it, it, it helps me frame how to parent because my wife and I struggle through this all the time and all the kinds of things come up and we're like, Oh, were we too hard? Were we too soft? And I think, <laughs> you know, but having an underlying philosophy, like you just mentioned is a great way to understand and know that you're putting, you're putting them on a path. Yes. And yeah. And that's the part of it. Now you both going to have, you know, like my husband, you know, he has different things that he has to do with my kids than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Be- because you're both souls exchanging, right? Right. And I respect some of the things that are important to him, where they may not be as important to me, mm-hmm. but I can see how those, you know, those are important to each, you know, each of their relationships. Right. And it's through the the co-creation of that. You know, that my one of my girls is 19, and she's, you know, has ADD, but she was, you know, borderline um, uh, labeled. Mm-hmm. And she's totally has done the, what I call the regular school system, just fine, no problems, um, but always has given back and has this greater mission about humanitarian wow. issues for her. And, um, now at 19, right. It's a different conversation. She, you know, she wants to know, well, how do I integrate that? Like you just asked me, how do I integrate? I understand that my soul needs to give back in this way, but how do I integrate that with having a regular job? Right. Right. That's you know, cool. so it's, it just evolves in a different way when they're older, you know, but, yeah. um, same, same premise, same premise is there. I like it because one of the things that my wife and I always talk about is we look at our children and we look at their personalities and kind of what they're drawn to and how they react to things and you as a parent you know you can feel what's in their heart and what they're trying to do and Mm -hmm. sometimes you know just like just like adults life gets in the way and kind of the rules get in the way and sometimes you you prevent you put a wall up from them for them to follow their heart because you're worried about protecting them. And I think to constantly reevaluate where you're at and the situations and how you react to things 
is so important mm-hmm. for your children because they, like you were just explaining about your daughter, what I got out of it was, you know, she's got this talent and this gift. And once you've recognized it as a parent, it's it's kind of your job to support that and grow it so that they can continue their path. Yes, yes. And, you know, the other thing, too, is to, you know, be congruent with how you um, want to raise your children um, because your soul has a particular way of doing it with your children. That's why they picked you. And like for mine, like it was important for me to teach them how to have imagination and um, to, you know, play and to be outside and not, you know, have TV and have video games that have structure around those, you know, and having teenage girls, you know, they want to, you know, text and, you know, <laughs> be on the computer and all of that and having, hel- helping them have balance. Right. Right. You know, um, this has been very, you know, this has been great to just sit back and listen to this because I, I have three girls, 16, 14, and 12. And I, <laughs> I heard a chuckle there. And um, I feel for you sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> as, as, a, as a single dad, though, but going down this path, Actually, I've been mentioning to John is I love being with them because it's the quality that I have with them now. Maybe it's not the quantity, but the relationship has changed. And mm-hmm. it's, yes, I'm a father, I'm a dad, and there's playful times, but now it's time to teach in a way and guide mm-hmm. in the way how my soul wants to guide them by listening to that voice and by you know giving them that, that they have all the power within themselves. And yes to know that God the universe has their back and to start tapping into that now and to trust it. And it's always with you. And, you know, and so I'm glad to hear that because they all have their own path too. You know, John has a, a couple kids. I think from what you said, you have three and I have three, they have their own individual paths. (laughs) You know, yes, we're talking we're talking about eight different souls that's going to go in eight different directions. <laughs> you know. Yes. And yes. And, and that's know. what life's about and it actually what I have found and this is talk about unconventional, it actually makes parenting so much easier. It really does. It, it really, really does. To, to just to it let really it does. to let it go. And I mean not like mm-hmm. let them go and just do whatever they no. want, but let them know that they have this power behind them that's also behind us and you know to to get, I mean, if it's back to freedom, to give them that sense of freedom. Yes, completely. And, you know, what's so funny is I say, you know, because of my genetics as, you know, coming in very connected and very aware at such an early age, <clears throat> all of my kids came in that way. And they each have different traits, you know, can, being connected in the way that I was. And so when I gave birth to them, I didn't realize how genetic it was for me to come in that way. And so it was so fascinating to me to watch them evolve and and watch them be with me as a parent who lives my life like that constantly on a constant basis to them going into the world and being with parents because we're very, in the South, it's very... (laughs) Um, traditional in that sense that um, they, you know, they got to teenagers and they were like, eh, you know, 
that's woo-woo stuff for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You'll get back to it. Let me know when you get back to it. Um, <laughs> but keep following that. Right. You know, I, I want to maybe spend the rest of the time because this has been such a great conversation. I want to ask you, and, you know, we're, you know, John and I's mission with this, I think we said before the show, is we're also trying to I go, do the best we can to educate men that to start exploring practices like this because there are a lot of pressures, you know, men face mm-hmm. today. And yes. I don't think they realize that they can tap into working with someone like yourself and how that could just, I mean, could really be beneficial. And I was going to, number one, ask you, number one, if you do have male clients and, and I'm, I don't know if the number is small or, or none or very, very little, but, and also give the advice to any of the men listening to this that, that may be intrigued by it, but really, I, I don't know who to go see, you know, I'm in New mm-hmm. York or California, who, who, you know, who can help me with this? Maybe you can kind of mm-hmm. just speak to that. Well, I do have, you know, I have some men, um, that I work with, you know, um, very closely and like I have a huge appreciation like I said for um, what men go through um, in integrating spirituality and listening to their inner voice in their lives and I think that comes from you know maybe a past time struggle with that you know I don't know but to me I'm like I always give what I call mad props to the guys out there doing it whether they're you know, gay or straight doesn't matter. It's it's that, you know, you have a different component than I possess as a woman moving forward. And um, I have a huge respect for that. And um, I love to work with men um, who, you know, are learning to integrate this into their life because I'm, you know, I'm very, you know, you can tell very female, <laughs> but... I, when I'm when I'm working, like you feel it right now, I'm very strong, and that is almost very masculine to me. My strength with spirituality is very focused, mm-hmm. very precise, and so, you know, men I think receive that um, and need it more now because y'all are evolving. What I say, evolving through some conditioning on a soul level. So, yeah, it's you know ongoing you know i work with um men and women and children actually um to um work through those issues on a soul level great well great so janelle if we've got listeners out there all over the country and all over the world and if they want to get in touch with you how could they do that so it's really easy. Um, it's my website, which is Janelle. It's J-A-N-E-L-L-E Hoyland.com. And I'm also on Facebook um, as Janelle Hoyland. Twitter is the same. Instagram. Um, also Soul Healer. Um, Janelle Hoyland is the Facebook page. And um, I'm always, you know, always sending out uh, information that people need to hear. And um, I'm very... Um, free as you can tell <laughs> yes with with you know helping people evolve in their process and con- i love to connect people so that's one of my biggest things and i love to be a cheerleader for people um you know going after their dreams and like really blowing it and doing it big 
I love it. Awesome. And such a great gift and so fortunate that you're sharing it with the world. Um, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. You, it was a great conversation. You shared so much information. And Janelle, I look forward to meeting you in person when the time is right. Me too. I'm so grateful that you guys had me on the show. And I just love, like I said, just the flow and the rhythm happened. And uh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And um, we'll post all your information on our, our website and Facebook pages as well. And for everybody out there, make sure that you're subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.